0: Welcome back to another episode of the Portal Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Clinton, editor and columnist for Heartland College Sports. If you like our show, please consider subscribing and leaving us a five star rating and review on iTunes. And make sure you send a screenshot to Pete Mundo at HeartlandCollegesports.com and we will get you a free Heartland College Sports koozie out in the mail. We've got a new logo, we've got a new era of Big 12 football, but this is still the same great portal podcast that we bring to you each and every week. Uh, We're really excited about the new era at Heartland College Sports, so make sure you're checking out all the new stuff we've got for you every day at heartlandcollegesports.com. But tonight, we are talking impact transfer portal players. This is week two of a series we started uh, with the Big 12 last week talking about some important transfer portal players. If you missed that show, make sure to go check it out, or you can read us uh, at Heartland College Sports. But this week, we're covering the SEC. That's right. Most of you guys being Big 12 fans, probably not uh real happy with the SEC with how much it's dominated the sport of football uh over the last few years. Um, TCU had a run in with the SEC's best this last year, in the national championship game, uh, and that looked like somebody turned on uh, the freshman difficulty setting on NCAA 14 uh, and just ran rapid through the uh, TCU Horned Sixty five 65-7 was the final score of that game, if you remember, uh, and Georgia won its second straight national championship. Can you tell me when the last time the SEC didn't win the national championship? 2018. 2018 was the last time. It was the Clemson Tigers who won it in 2018 and 2016. The SEC has won six of the last eight national championships, and they've won six of the nine total national championships that have been decided by the college football playoff. So this is clearly the standard uh, in college football, and they set the standard in recruiting as well, but also in the transfer portal. Some of the transfer players that are staying or moving inside the SEC are among the best in the country. And uh, that's where we're just going to dive right in uh, with my first player on the list. That is Alabama quarterback Tyler Buckner. Now, Buckner does not bring a lot of success nor experience to Alabama. Uh, he's got three starts in his entire career at Notre Dame. He completed 57% of his passes uh, for 949 yards, six touchdowns to eight interceptions. He's got 13 total touchdowns in his career last season with the fighting Irish he completed 46 of 83 attempts for 652 yards three touchdowns and five interceptions now that's a little bit concerning obviously with uh what you've got in Alabama or at Alabama uh, you've got Ty Simpson and Jalen Milrow, Milrow also vying for the starting job there. But I think Buckner is going to have an inside track to this simply because Alabama's new offensive coordinator, Tommy Reese, comes over from Notre Dame. And uh, obviously Buckner and Reese have some familiarity being from the same school last year. So I think that as far as him learning the the system, he's obviously going to have a much smaller learning curve compared to those uh, with Jalen Milrow and Ty Simpson, so I do think Buckner likely begins the season at least as Alabama's starting quarterback. Now, um, I think the thing is, I think your ceiling is higher with those other guys, uh, but Buckner might be the guy uh, that you see hand the football off forty times this year, as I expect Alabama to kind of get back to a run first attack and and lean on the athletes that they have at the line of scrimmage. So. Uh, But but I do think Tyler Buckner is going to make a, an impact, and, and obviously you can't be one-dimensional in the SEC. You're going to have to put the ball in the air, uh, and I think Buckner is going to be the guy to at least start this season for Alabama, uh, and that is why he is one of the top guys on my list to watch. Second player on my list, Devin Leary. He is the uh, transfer quarterback from North Carolina State who is now at Kentucky, and Look, this was an easy. This was an easy choice. Um, you only saw Kentucky's offense average seventeen and a half points a game last year in SEC and SEC games, and this is a guy who essentially is going to replace Will Levis, and I and I feel pretty confident about that. Uh, in, in three seasons prior at North Carolina State, Leary has thrown for six thousand eight hundred seven yards and 62 touchdowns. So this is a guy who has both success and experience coming in uh, from the Wolfpack to Kentucky, and I think that he's going to make an immediate impact for Mark Stoops there. Uh, and I, it's not much of a reach there. So I, I do think that this is going to be a big impact for for Kentucky and what they have going on offensively. And uh, so I, I expect some things out of Devin Leary, and, and I expect them to do good things again there in Kentucky with, the way that Mark Stoops has had been playing over the last several seasons. Let's talk about another quarterback. Why not? I promise this entire list is of quarterbacks, but that's just how it plays out here at the beginning. Uh, Old Miss has a, a new transfer quarterback by the name of Spencer Sanders. If you're an Oklahoma State fan or a Big 12 fan, this is an extremely familiar name to you as you've watched him play in Stillwater over the last few seasons, uh, last several seasons rather. And, what's what Spencer Sanders has done is he's walked into a quarterback room that has former LSU quarterback Walker Howard and last year's returning starter Jackson Dart uh, there in Oxford. And when you look at the quarterback room, Sanders by far and a way is the most accomplished of the three. Okay. He racked up almost 10,000 passing yards, almost 2000 rushing yards uh, and 85 touchdowns in four seasons at Oklahoma State. So, he has had ex- he's had experience and success, which are two things that you look for, obviously, when you're looking at transfer quarterbacks. And I think that he, at the very least, is going to be the guy that earns the starting job to begin with, uh, just simply for the fact that he's been in college for four seasons and decided to see something else, and he he goes to Ole Miss. So I think at, at the very least, he's going to uh, be your starter there. And when he's healthy. Uh, he is a difference maker. Now, the one issue that Sanders had at Oklahoma State was he had uh, he was turnover prone. But if he can clean those up in Lane Kiffin's uh, offensive system, I think Ole Miss could have themselves a really good dual th- uh, threat quarterback going into the 2023 season. And let's just go ahead and talk about the last quarterback on my list. Spoiler. Uh, Auburn quarterback Peyton Thorne, who comes in from uh, Mississippi, or Sorry, Michigan State. And this is a big get for Hugh Freeze. And Freeze is really trying to turn things around at Auburn in a a hurry. And I think going out and getting Thorne was a big deal. Um, He's thrown for almost 6,500 yards in 29 games at at, uh, Michigan State. And I think that you have experience. Again, there are guys that have experience and success. As transfer quarterbacks are obviously uh, hot commodities, and I think that he will be the starter there at Auburn, and he reads his first year, so uh, expect big things from him. He does have to overcome uh, incumbent starter Robbie Ashford to win the job, but I expect Peyton Thorn to be the guy there in Auburn whenever things are said and done, and and, uh, and toe meets leather uh, there in September. Let's switch sides of the ball. Let's go to LSU defensive back Denver Harris, who comes in uh, from Texas A&M. And this is a guy that ha- has made lots of, of waves as far as uh, his recruiting prowess. He was the number two transfer in the country, according to 247 Sports. He's a former five-star defensive back out of high school. And I think he immediately makes LSU's defensive backfield strong, uh, stronger. And, and I think that there are some things that uh, there are some things that he needed to get over that he is brings along with him from Texas A and M. Uh, maybe some just some culture issues from where he came from, but uh, w- with everything that's going on in Texas A and M, the, the Aggies they've got a lot of issues uh, going on. But if he can get over that and improve uh, as a collegiate athlete, I think LSU has a big get there in Denver Harris, and he could be just the next great defensive back that LSU's got. Um, I don't think it's really a question that he's going to start with how shaky they were last year in the secondary, but, uh, certainly a big gift for LSU and somebody that I expect to make a major impact, um, especially with them being a college football playoff, uh, team this year coming. I I just, I think that they're going to be a contender for that. And and he's going to play a big role, uh, because their defense is going to improve. Let's look at another Texas A&M defensive back, except this one is incoming uh, this season. That would be Tony Grimes, who comes over from North Carolina. And look, this is a guy that you look at, and the stats don't jump off the page at you. He's got 97 tackles and one interception uh, over the last three seasons in North Carolina. But... This is a guy that was rated among the best defenders uh, on ball defenders in college football. And I think that uh, it's, not a, it's not a coincidence that he lands at Texas A&M. I think he realizes the need that they had there, and uh, he's a home run hit for, for Texas A&M. And I, I think that adding a, an athlete of Tony Grimes' pedigree is a big get for for Texas A&M, who's trying to turn things around uh, for Jim O. Fisher there, obviously, who's who's being paid uh, amply for uh, not making bowl games uh, or sliding by each and every year that he's been there. So uh, I think Tony Grimes is a big gift for Texas A&M and hopefully he helps them out on the second in the secondary, uh, considering that he was one of the most sought after players in the transfer portal this past season let's go to South Carolina. The uh, one of the big gets for the, for the Gamecocks this season was tight end Trey Knox, uh, who is going to be one of Spencer Rattler's biggest weapons this season. He comes over from Arkansas and uh, he was big for, for the Razorbacks there Uh, last season. he, He caught, he had 26 passes or 26 receptions for 296 yards and five touchdowns last year. Uh, and when I said he's going to be a big target, that's that's ex- that's exactly what he is. He's 6'5", 250 pounds, and he's an incredible athlete. And I think it's going to be somebody that plays a really big role uh, in a South Carolina offense that, that features tight ends heavily. So expect Trey Knox to be a big name uh, there for the Gamecocks this year. And uh, Trey Knox, obviously, is somebody that, uh, Spencer Sanders or Spencer Rattler, I'm sure, is very glad to have on his side of the ball this time. Uh, let's go to Mississippi State wide receiver Freddie Robertson. Uh, this one, when you lose a guy like Ra Ra Thomas, uh, you you've got to go out and get somebody that is a veteran and somebody that can go up and get the ball. And this is this is exactly what they got. So, Robertson comes from Eastern Washington, and he had 141 catches for 2,266 yards and 17 touchdowns in four seasons at Eastern Washington. This is a guy who has done it. He's been around, and I think um, adding a guy like that, uh, 6'2, 195 pounds, obviously, it's not a direct replacement for what Ra Ra Thomas was for you. Uh, prior to, to him leaving, but I think he is somebody that can definitely help you out in the passing game uh, and is a big gift for Mississippi state. Ole miss wide receiver Zakari Franklin. Now we obviously already talked about Ole miss uh, with Spencer Sanders and Lane Kiffin is somebody who goes out and he, and gets big transfer portal players. That's just what he does. Pause for for a drink here. Just water. Just water. Um, What Franklin brings to Ole Miss from UTSA was an incredible season last year with the Roadrunners. He had 93 receptions for 1,137 yards and 15 touchdowns. So this is a guy who has done it. He has played uh, at the Division I level, has done well at that level, uh, and is exactly what... Ole Miss needs, especially when they're breaking in uh, likely a new quarterback uh, in that room. So I think when you add somebody like Zakari Franklin to an already really talented group of skill players at Ole Miss, this is just, it's good for the entire group and it's good for for uh, Lane Kiffin and what he has there. So obviously with him and and Spencer Sanders, I think that you have some really good uh, building blocks for an offense this year, that's that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And then my last player uh, on the top ten. We've got some honorable mentions that we'll go through here in just a bit. But my last player uh, is another player for LSU, and uh, we're going to go on the offensive side of the ball this time. Logan Diggs. Now, Diggs is the second player on this list that is also coming from Notre Dame last year, uh, and he was a starting run- He was a starting running back last year for the Fighting Irish. He had 165 carries for 820 yards and four scores. Uh, he averaged five yards a carry for the Fighting Irish. And so this is this is somebody that I expect to play a really, really big role in an LSU offense that is going to lean on quarterback play uh, from Jaden Daniels. But I do expect Diggs to have a big role in what LSU does simply because uh, Brian Kelly has always had a balanced attack, and I and I think that having somebody like Diggs there uh, will be really good for them, especially uh, with Diggs being familiar uh, with Kelly from, from back in recruiting days. So uh, I think Diggs is going to be a really big uh, impact player for LSU, and he rounds out my top 10, in no particular order, uh, top 10 transfer portal players that will make a major impact in the SEC in 2023. All right, so uh, on this, this is a little more rapid fire, but I've got some other guys just to bring up somebody that – some people that you need to be uh, at least familiar with uh, going into the 2023 season. Barquise Gums, the tight end out of Arkansas. He comes in from uh, North Texas, and he will be a major part of what – Arkansas tries to do through the air. So that is somebody that you need to keep up with. Justin Rogers, who transfers in from Kentucky to Auburn. uh, That's another big player that that, uh, Hugh Freeze went out and got. Freeze went out and and landed several players. Um, He also added uh, offensive lineman Avery Jones, Gunner Britton uh, from Western Kentucky, uh, Dylan Wade from Tulsa, and Jones, I mentioned earlier, is from East Carolina. So these are guys that have started at the Group of Five level, but obviously they're going to be uh, some some big additions uh, for, for Auburn on the offensive line and at the line of scrimmage. So uh, those are some guys to watch. Uh, defensive lineman Isaac Ukwu, who lands at Old Miss. He comes over from uh, James Madison. Sorry, JMU, uh, who just made the jump to the, to the Division One level. Uh, not too long ago, uh, and he was a first-team All-Sun Belt selection last year and will now uh, join Ole Miss. So that'll be a big uh, big addition for the Rebels on the defensive side of the ball. And then my last one is edge player Ovi Og- Ogufu, who comes over to LSU from Texas, and uh, we watched – uh, Agufu, yet last year at Texas, do some good things um, whenever he had the opportunity. But he was really good for the Tigers in the spring game, so I expect him to be uh, somebody that they put opposite of Harold Perkins, who has just been a home wrecker for uh, for LSU uh, since his time arriving there in Baton Rouge. So if you can add those two guys on the edge, obviously that gives them a, a dangerous one-two punch uh, at rushing the quarterback. So. Uh, obviously, Brian Kelly's building some good things there through the transfer portal, and it's really exciting to see uh, how those things play out this next year uh, with a with an SEC that feels fairly wide open outside of uh, of Georgia who has another cupcake schedule again. Uh, so it should be really fun. Lots of guys to watch uh, this year, and uh, that's gonna do it for us here tonight. We really appreciate you guys tuning in for the show. And remember, if, if you do like the show, please consider subscribing and leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. And send a screenshot to Pete Mundo, that is Pete, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. And he'll get you a free Heartland College Sports koozie out in the mail. I'm Brian Clinton, and we will catch you next time out here in the portal.